0: Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you and we thank you. Once again, we acknowledge your presence is always with us. You watch us over this and your ears are attuned to the cry of your children and as we praised, you are accepted our praises and our worship. Thank you, Lord, for the choir, thank you, Lord, for the church, thank you, Lord, for every one of us. As a family, as an individual when we come here, we could be able to sense your presence here with us. Even in this moment we thank you for the word that you prepared for us to hear. Let your word has its purpose in our life. None of the things are of our own. We all belongs to you. We are for you. In the same way, let that word has its purpose in our life. In the mighty and the wonderful name of our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ, we offer this prayer. Amen. Once again, it's my privilege to be together and share God's Word today. We have one Spirit, and the Spirit of God moves among us. And there is a unity in the Spirit. How many of you believe that? Yes, thank you. Last week, when I saw a choir... I was very much impressed. I thought of I, how to appreciate them. Yesterday was last week was not my chance, unfortunately. So it was in my mind to appreciate them because they impressed. So I did not talk to Brother Kenneth today, but as of himself came and laid to pray and appreciate them. So that is the oneness of spirit. That is one sign. I do not know how many of you believe that. Do you believe that? Yes. Thank you. And today also they have come with the different dresses. And uh, really I thank God. It shows the love and the unity among them in all things. There is much more behind it. And... Uh, You should not be misunderstanding that why I should tell about only praise and worship team. They are the only in the front line. All of you are behind. So that's why. Don't misunderstand me. Thank you choir for all your commitment. You are very much appreciated in the name of our Lord. And uh, I do not know. It is a coincidence. The message, the title for today is What Government are you wearing? Actually, it was in the process last week. When I saw them, I was thinking whether to continue this. It should not offend anybody. It is always the appreciation in the house of God. Amen? So, what government are you wearing? There are many things. More than hundred and sometimes there are spirituals, there are physical, there are many things. And it starts with first number one, own dress. That is started in Genesis chapter 3 as the, our forefathers Adam and Eve, what they made of, made by themselves. That is, I titled as own dress. You know, What made them to prepare their own. 3-7. You know about the background. What God has commanded them. And when, how they disobeyed. Ultimately, what they have done with their own effort. 3-7. Then, the eyes of both of them were opened. And they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves covering. That is man-made dress. The first in the world. See, the, the reason for preparing their covering is because of they felt themselves shame. To cover themselves, they made it. For by what fig leaves? Is it a permanent thing? Never. It will ride up uh, within two, two three days. But they have made them themselves. This is man made dress. Once their eyes were open, they knew that. That's why they recognize how bad they truly were before God. Not merely in a physical sense, but emotionally and spiritually as well. They understood what is sin. And they felt like that moment, guilt, shame, and regret poured over their hearts and minds as they considered the gravity of their decision to eat the forbidden food. However, their first inclination was not on conscious their sin but seek reconciliation with God. But instead of to instinctively cover up or their mistakes first. They could have, so 3 8 says, and they heard the sound of the Lord. God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and the man and his wife hide themselves from the presence of the Lord. God among the trees of the garden. What we often to fail to realize from Genesis 3:7 was, is that Adam and Eve still had a choice to make. After eating from the free the tree of knowledge, they should have admitted their mistakes, taken the initiative to confess their sins before God. And confronted them. However, instead, foolishly, they choose to hide themselves and their sin. This is what happened in the first place. They wanted to hide. They wanted to cover themselves. And it was man-made. There are opportunities for them to accept their failures. Instead of that, they tried. So 3:21, what it says, and to Adam also, and to his wife, did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothe them? So God felt that it is not a permanent thing. So in the first place, all of you know that He made a sacrifice. He killed a goat and made a clone, the 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 skin of the goat and gave the, them to cover them up. This is the first sacrifice that is a sign of the sacrifice for our sins, the remission of our sin. That is the sign. So here, what we understand, this our forefather, they wanted to. Pretend that they are self righteous. The man made dress, the first man made dress, is the sign of self righteousness. They wanted to cover it up. What the Swami says, 139, Psalm 139, 7, to seven and 8, where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Seoul, you are there. We cannot hide anything before God. That's why time to time we tell that God is always there with us. And he is above, he is besides. This is different uh, since we used to encourage and exhort the world, because the confidence we have, at the same time, if you look at the other side of it, God is watching whatever we hide before him. God is there on our right hand to bless us, to hold us, to encourage us, to strengthen us, to hear us, to know the depth of your hearts, what is your grievances, what is your problem. What is the trial you are going through? That is a one thing, state straightforward. But at the same time, he is not another God to see what kind of sin you are hiding within you, within your heart. That also God sees. So here, first I title, the subtitle is Own Tress. That is a sign of Self-righteousness. Secondly, the government of deception. The government of deception. That is, living two different lives. One is inside, another is outside. What we see outside is not the same as what is inside. There are many illustrations, many examples, What you are going, what we are seeing and going through in our life. Let us take one example from Genesis chapter 27, from 15 to 27. Genesis chapter 27, from 15 to 27. If you go through it, you know the story. Then Rebekah took the choice, clothes of her eldest son Esau, which were with her in the house, and put them on Jacob, her youngest son, sixteen. And she put the skins of the kids, of the goats, on his hands, and on the smooth part of his neck. See how the mother, Rebecca, trying to or it is you know the reason I am not going to tell all the history but you know it what is the consequences what is the situation so that is the Isaac became old and he wanted to bless his children. And as the time has come, he called Esau and he told him that uh, you go and get uh, something and uh, cook and bring it to me that I, so that I will bless you before, since I am, uh, old, getting old and, uh, my eyesight also are declaring. So that is the situation. Rebecca heard it. And that's why she wanted to manipulate the whole situation. And that's why she was trying to uh, pretend that, make uh, given, uh, a plan and uh, her desire to Jacob and trying to pretend that. So the first thing is, the preparations are made for Jacob's deceptive attempt to steal the blessings. Secondly, Jacob receives the blessings that Isaac intended to Esau. 18 to 27. Jacob lies to his father. So how he says, pretending to be Esau. So how dare he is. He says, I am Esau. Let me see the, from the scripture. Verse 19. 18 I will read So he went to his father and said, My father, and he said, Here I am. Who are you, my son? 19. Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done just as you told me. Please arise, sit, and eat of my game, that your soul may bless me. And again what uh, the, the, the Isaac said. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Please come near and I may feel you, my son, whatever you are really my son, is so or not. Then 22. Jacob went near to Isaac, his father, and he felt him and said, See here. The voice is Jacob's voice. But the hands are the hands of Esau. Again he wanted to confirm, he said, Are you really my son Esau? He said, I am. So he received the blessings. So what we understand from here, even though Isaac was not sure But he wanted to reconfirm Jacob as the the how dare he is to deny and say the lie repeatedly yes I am Esau. What made? So here as I said and yes The lesson from here to us is there are different interpretations and the fulfillment of God's promises involved. Because that is what God promised concerning Jacob. But as for today's title, what made Jacob to be repeatedly by whom and what? Why he has to do that? You know that it is by the mother. And for it is done just to inherit the possess the blessings of the father. The firstborn. As a firstborn. And that's why the mother who changes the dresses. And it is a sign of deception. Whom to deceive How? Why? Is it not the same in these days? It is not the lesson for, even for the parents, whatever you are. What is your relationship with your parents? How is your relationship among your siblings? And uh, what is the result of it? You know, who is the responsible for it? So, there is the same thing. It is mentioned in the the New Testament also. Jesus Christ mentioned about the sheep clothing, the wolves. And Matthew 7.15 says, So, watch out for false prophet. They come to you in the sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolf. This line from, that's why I said Matthew 7.15. It warns us about wolf in a sheep's clothing or someone who may look homeless from the outside but actually have bad intentions on the inside. You will recognize them, the scripture says you will recognize them by their fruit. So I feel there is no more explanation for us. So we should be wise enough We should be careful. So here the government is the government of deception. What we see outside should be the same inside. There are people among us even in the world especially when you come to the spiritual world we are in the last days time and again the warning comes to us beware of false teacher. Beware of false prophets. Beware of false teachings. There are many things. How much, how far we are aware of such things in our lives. This church takes more initiative to caution the members since now many Channels are open. Most of the time we were all sitting on online YouTube's. More than the, the 5 years before or 10 years before there are more opportunities for us more conveniently sit at home and listening to many things. Listening to many things is also danger. Because there are possibilities, much possibilities for you to be deceived. So beware of such things. When you take it personally, in this concern, this subject, the two, in, that is uh, covering of our sins. Or covering of acting uh, two twofold things, that is what is outside is uh, different. What is inside is different. What we see as the outward is, should be the same as inside. So we should not have any wrong impression or against anyone. At the same time, never try to pretend that we are good in front of people. We should be good in front of God also. The third thing is, continually, Genesis thirty-seven, verse three. The history there continues. Here the title is, tunic of many color, a richly ornamented robe. You know about it. Who was wearing that? Joseph. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age also he made him a coat the King James says a coat of many colors verse 4 but when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than All his brothers, they hated him and could not speak feasibly to him. Again the same case. See what is the reason? Favorism among the children. Some of you may not have the problem. Those who have one child. Those who have more than one, you will be having but I don't think that you should have that. But here, because Jacob is about 12 and he had the issue and he has a reason. That's why the scripture says, because he he was born, Joseph was born on his old age. So he became precious to him. So he had a priority and, uh, and became so precious and uh, he gave that Special, richly ornamented coat. At the same time, what is the result ultimately? Joseph taken the hatredness of all the brothers. So not only with the, just I can imagine, those all other leaven, not only with him, even with the parents, with his father, So who is the cause for this? So the rich ornamented coat also brings issues. The story reports that also as Israel as we said now to make matters worse Jacob made his affection to the 17 year old Joseph very public by giving him a special long robe with the sleeves. Not surprisingly, the other brothers hated him. That's what verse 4 says. So, the favorism that Jacob showed towards Joseph was very unwise. As it contributed towards the sibling jealousy, certainly it's not a supported the scriptures. But God is. What God? Our God is. He is not a respecter of persons and does not have any favorit. Favorite to anybody. In the sight of God we are all one. Hello? We are all one. In God there is no favorism. He is our heavenly father. We are physical fathers. So, we are expected to be like our Amen. Amen. So that is the lesson. That's what he thought to us. That's what the scripture confirms us. So people like, the, 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 like Joseph are used by him to forward his redemptive plans and the purposes for mankind in a unique and a special way. However, the terms inside the, in the story Joseph give each of us Who are clothed in Christ's righteousness Great confidence That the God of our salvation is Abide to turn evil to good And honor those that honor him So the brothers Joseph used the same garment, You know To deceive the father. You know the story? What has happened? What the father made for his son Joseph. As precious. All the brothers planned together. Use the same dress. To deceive the father. Let us see that. What they have done. Chapter 37. Thirty-four and thirty-five. What they did, thirty-one, I'll read it. So they took Joseph's tunic, killed a kid of the goats, and dipped the tunic in the blood, then they sent the tunic to the of the many colours, and they brought it to their father and said, We have found this, found this. Do you know whether it is your son's tunic or not? See the statement of the own children. They are also belongs to son, they are sons of Joseph. Right? Sorry. Sons of Jacob. But what they said, they sent the message, do you think that it is of your son's? What about them, others? They are also their sons. You see the grievances, the hatredness. They do not show the same, have the same love towards the father. Who is the reason for it? He himself. Because he is partial and favorism to one son, that made that. That is not the end was deceived by their own children. And let me see, let me read it. So they said it. And he recognized it and said, It is my son's tunic. A wild be- beast has devoted him without doubt Joseph is torn to pieces. You know how much he suffered? See the rest of the word. 33 and 34. And he recognized it and said, Yes, 34. Then Jacob tore his clothes, put a sackcloth on his waist, and mourned for his son many days. 35. In all his sons and all his daughters, arose to comfort him but he refused to be comforted and he said for I shall go down into the grave to my son in mourning thus his father wept for him that is it it. so see the grievances how much he suffered even all the rest of the sons and daughters come and comforted him. He could not be comforted. He was gone into mourning. See, instantly, the same time, he has to see and experience for his mistake what he has done. So here, this rich government whatever the cost of it, what it bring ultimately? Is there any peace in that family? Is that he enjoy that with his son? See, the spiritual promises is there within. And that is fulfilled later, after many years. That is a different thing. What is straightforward lesson for us in this as a parent's? As we have children. What kind of the the title, what kind of dress we are wearing. So Proverbs 28, 26 says, he who trust in his own heart is a fool. He who trust in his own heart is a fool. But whoever walks wisely will be delivered. So what is the lesson to the parents from or to uh, by the parents? How is your relationship once again with our parents, with our siblings, with our children? I leave it there. So in that place uh, just it came to my mind about Uh, about uniform in the church some people likes it some people doesn't like it why the church wants to have a uniform or a dress code for the church some churches are having a dress code week after week and it 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 is not necessary for us to follow just for our understanding if anyone has any doubts in that so here, the, the James gives us the reason. James 2, 2-4. to For example, suppose someone comes, so I will read the scripture itself. If you give special attention to good seed to the rich person, but if you say to the poor one, you can stand over there or else sit on the floor well. Doesn't it this discrimination show that your judgments are guided by evil motives? It is from New Living Translation. So what is that in Simplifies? Suppose it has happened in those days and if they come with the uh, I-5 dress and they will give the priority in the front line those who are come with the light dress and the ordinary dress they may be given the the next seat or the last seat like that. But it is not so happened in our churches. But there are different understanding, different meaning. But one thing what we understand about the uniform was, that is the one way of showing our unity. We are one. We are, of course, we are one in spirit, one in love, one love, we love one another. At the same time, even in the dress, wearing our dress as others, for the sake of others, if I agree to wear that, that is very much appreciated in the sight of God. And we also show that as a sign to others we are one. That is my personal understanding. But I thought of it when I come to this point of the lesson today. Okay, let's move on. Fourth, the government of conviction. The government of conviction. Genesis 39, 7 to 12. Genesis 39, 7 to 12. And it came to pass after these things, that is, it is, uh, speaks about Joseph and Potiphar's wife. So in this, in this situation, we know that, what is the position, I like uh, Joseph's place, and a place in Potipas house. Two things. Number one, the, the statement says that, the scripture says, God was with him. God was with him. Is it not excited? Why we have to look behind the one who was, the, when he was in the pit, God was there. When he is in his Potipa's house, God was with him. When he will be in the prison, God is with him. When he is in the palace, God is with him. So that is the encouragement to us in his place where he is, there is a big challenge for his life, for his spirituality. Day by day he is experiencing and uh, yeah, the, the, the trouble from Potiphar's wife. The Bible says, God is with him. Because of God, Joseph, Potiphar's house was blessed. He was blessed. Portipas was blessed. Hello? Let us read it, so that he will believe. Verse 8. But he refused and said, to his master's wife, Look, my master does not know what is with me in the house. And, uh, uh, and he has committed all that has to my hand. Verse 9, There is no one greater in this house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me but you. Because you are his wife. See his statement. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? See his acknowledgement. It is not only the Bible says that God is with him. He declared, how can I do this great wickedness against my God? See the consciousness? Let us see what is happening. happened. Verse 10 So it was as she spoke to Joseph day by day and that he did not heed her and to lie with her or to be with her. But it happened about this time. When Joseph went into the house to do his work and none of men was men of the house was inside. Verse 12. She caught him by his garments saying, lie with me. But he left his garment under her hand, in her hand and fled and ran outside. See, that's why this garment is called as a garment of conviction. Whatever the government he was bearing. He don't care about the government. That government convicted him. That's why he don't mind in throwing, leaving it and run away. What is the reason? Consciousness of God's presence. Fear of God. Love for God. As a challenge to follow him. None of the things are greater. And everything is to him. Everything is given to him. There is nothing left behind him except this. What a great position. But see the way of his life. The desire to follow God, obey God. No one says. No one says. He should have made use of this opportunity to commit sin. But See that's why time to time I used to say that God is always watching, watching, watching. It is not only to protect us, to guide us, to lead us, protection in the sense always we used to pray for those who are traveling. It is not only the physical protection, also the spiritual protection. what it means to spiritual protection. we should not be committed on any situation on this under any circumstances comes on our way so that we will fall into temptation or any trials. That also inclusive. But I do not know how much, how far you mean that or you understood that. Why we deserve and desire the, the prayer to be made in the church. That is the concern. You are, when you are away from the house of God, Always it is the responsibility of the church to remember you, to uphold you in the prayer that you will be taken care of in all the way. Physical, spiritual, and uh, so on. Amen? Amen? That is the fellowship. When we leave from here, we miss it. And as long as we are together, it is all depend on how much you are Deeply, closely involved with one another. Then only you can feel it. If you we keep yourself off from others and some places, some people, not with all, consider everybody, this is the year of fellowship. What God says, what the scripture exalts us. Love one another. Live together. Pray together, stay together. Everything is the togetherness. It is not necessarily only physical, more than the physical, the spiritual. We should be together in understanding. We should be together in loving one another. Hello? Amen. Esteem others better than ourselves. Amen? So here, the government of conviction. how it is possible, first of all, we should be proposed in our heart that is purposing in our hearts that the important of, how the important of overcoming the temptation. So one example is about Daniel, Daniel 1:8, what Daniel said. Daniel eight, But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the chief of the enochs that he might not defile himself. See the purpose. First of all, it should be within our heart. Then it is possible to overcome. So one opens the door to many troubles when he begins to compromise his conviction. Some situations demand reasons, talk and persuasion. But others demand feeling. So 1st Corinthians chapter 6 18 says 1st Corinthians chapter 6 18 Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that in man does is outside the body but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. So when we are in our Bible study we used to tell so, what are the three levels when we are tempted? First thing I say that, yes, the scripture says the three levels we have understood in such a way resist the devil, he will flee from you. And that is possible for the mature Christian. But the young Christian flee from temptation. We have to flee. We should not stand. If you are not strong enough you cannot. But in that place you have to flee from the situation. And uh, you are the overcomer. With the grace of God you can. But like that we should understand the scriptures. Let's move on. Fifthly, the filthy government. Filthy government. Zechariah chapter 3 Verses 1 to 3. Zechariah chapter 3, verses from 1 to 3. The vision of the Lord, Satan and Joshua, the high priest. Here, 1 to 3 says, The angel of the Lord stand against Satan on Joshua's behalf. Then he showed me Joshua, the right high priest standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right hand to oppose him. And the Lord said to Satan, The Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is this not a brand plucked from the fire? Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments, and was standing before the angel what it means to filthy government the filthy government stand for sin unbelief conservative religiously or the traditions these are the issues Affecting every human being, including Christians, means to be priest. When the old and the dirty rags are removed, God will clothe us with a garment of righteousness and holiness. Number one here, then what we learn, then he showed me Joshua the high priest. Where is he? Joshua was the high priest, he was chosen according to Haggai chapter 1 and 1. In his vision, Zacharias saw the high priest in the presence of the Lord, but standing before the angel of the Lord, and he was clothed with filthy garments. Secondly, standing before the angel of the Lord. The priest standing before as the idea of. Priestly service. Joshua was not in God's presence. Just as a spectator. But as a ministering priest. I hope you understand. He was chosen as a priest. But he is standing there with filthy garments. At the same time. Satan is standing at his right hand. To oppose him. Always. When we say that we are the world, we are surrounded with always the temptation and trials. As we believe that God is with us, at the same time, the enemies also surround us. So here, see, even in the presence of God, he is there to oppose. That will be always. So Satan hated the whole sense. He hates it. When God's people come to In the presence of the Lord And he will put Any prevent Any cause any ways To stop us To come into his presence That is his priority And here He hates when they come to God's presence to serve And to honor the Lord Satan must have the Pointing to those Filthy clothes what he was wearing. And, de- and declaring forcefully. That Joshua was unfit to stand before the Lord. In his office. That is the purpose of his standing before. Secondly. This is all according to the character of Satan. The name of Satan literally means adversary. Or opponent. He stands against us. In every spiritual battle. Abishan six. 10 to 18 you know. The only thing, the worst the having Satan as an adversary is to have him as a friend as some people. Some people always have that because of their weaknesses, because they are not spiritually matured enough to face him or to challenge him and to overcome him. Because of your weakness, He always takes advantage of putting you down to fall. So the Lord here rebukes Satan. We see the Lord standing before Satan and preventing his advance. Either directly, if the angel of the Lord is Jesus in this place, or indirectly exercising authority through the angel of the Lord, of God. So here, as I said, the promise, what the promise to us? 3 7, Zechariah 3 7, thus says the Lord of hosts, if, this is the condition, if you will walk in my ways, and if you will keep my command, then you shall also judge my house. See, the, the, the promise, if you walk in his ways, if you keep his command, you will become a judge in his house. That is the promise. And likewise, I have charge of my course and I will give you places to walk among those who stand here. So that is the promise. And if that is promise has to be fulfilled. So whenever, wherever, when you are seen with the filthy garments, Satan is always behind you to accuse you in front of God. And even wearing the filthy garment is can be removed, and God can clothe you the righteous, as the promise was there today. It is possible only when you, first of all, walk in his ways and keep his commandments. If you miss it, you will stand as you are. Sixthly, the government of forgiveness. The government of forgiveness. We know the parable of the prodigal son. Luke 15, 11-32. The process of his living is known. What is the process? So when he was, I, I like in that portion, the one thing is very much impressed is, when the prodigal son, when he are the second son, when he was far from the parents, and one, t- one time he came to sense. That makes the difference. I like that. When he came to sense, he realized what it is. Let me, let me open the Bible from Luke chapter 15, 11 to 32. Quickly I will go. Or I will just go for the points. The process of his living. So he says, he departed and sensed. Yes. And he returned to his father after he was conviction. That is a important point. And he resolved, returned to the father. He came as he said, as he desired. He confessed before the father. He repented for it and he reconciled. Then ultimately he was rejoicing. See the steps, the sequence. When he came to sense, he realized his mistake. He understood about his present position. He understood about what was his past, what was his initially, from where he has come. So in this, when we compare, the one thing we understand where he decided to come to his father and telling the, wanted to tell that I have sinned against you against God and I am not worthy to be called as your even as your servant accept me as your servant like, and uh, that is his attitude. But what was the attitude of the elder son? And he says that I am with you. See, when we were studying the home cell, the castle study in Galatians. The promises of the hair of the, the position of the sons and the slaves. What is the position of your son? He has everything. Whatever belongs to the father, is belongs to the son. And all the inheritance belongs to him. What we study is, is Jesus Christ is the one. Whatever belongs to the father, God the Father is belongs to His Son. Whatever belongs to His Son, and we are the co-heir of the Son, Jesus Christ. Everything belongs to Him, Is belongs to us. If we are, we yes, are spiritual sons and daughters to Him. But here, when we compare that to Him, and what has happened? We study about the, 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 the slave and the promised children of God. We are the promised children of God. The, the, when the fullness of time came Jesus was sent by the father But here in this comparison To this incident In the prodigal son's case The son who was outside Wanted to come And wanted to come as a slave As a own son Because he has gone And he is sinned against the father And he is ready to reconcile The steps has taken was perfect. But the son who was inside, he said, I worked for you for this many years as a slave. Then the father said, Oh son, you are, everything that belongs to me belongs to you. That you do not understand. But anyhow, our point is here. What is, what is the process? What was the process the son has taken? And what is the response of his father? See the father, The father saw him at the distance. He had a compassion to him and ran to meet him and to welcome and fell on his neck and kissed him and heard his confession. He has forgave him and put the best robe on him, put a ring on his hand, put shoes on his feet, made a great great feast. So here, the robe, what the Father gave him, as a signified, as all was forgiven. All was forgiven, that is the sign. The new robe was given, put on. So the garment of forgiveness. We are all clothed with the garment of forgiveness. So here the lesson is, forgiveness is a God's nature. We believe that. We were forgiven. And we are wearing the robe of forgiveness of God. We think for a while have gone through the process as a younger son. Sometimes we, we will forget about the past the process. Why I say this? It it came to my mind when I was preparing. Are you remember the day of your salvation? How you accepted Christ? What was your situation? What was your confession before God? Are you really repented from the bottom of your heart about your sin and about your past life and confess before God, reconciled with Him, and received the forgiveness of God, and uh, till today you can rejoicingly glorify God for the great free gift of salvation what we received. We are all provided, we are all believers, we are all now we are studying about the position. All the promises to fulfill in our life. But at the same time, remember the past. If you remember the past of your con- time of your conviction, that will keep you closer to God. How close you are. Otherwise, you will become a live like a casual person. Because I, 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 you may say that, I saved on this year, on this year, 20 years before, 30 years before. And I am a very old believer. No point in that. How you are living today, it makes the difference. It is not how many years before you accepted Christ. How you accepted Christ? What was your confession? Do you remember that? Everything God has forgotten. But when you Remember that it keeps you the freshness of your salvation. That's my understanding. We should experience the freshness of your salvation. That gives you a great joy. You can enjoy it. Okay, let's move on because of the time. And the sixth one was government of forgiveness. And if you remember that, you will experience and enjoy the freedom. You can experience what is the peace of God means to you. Amen. 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 Finally, the wedding government. Matthew 22, 8 to 12. Lastly, seventh one, the wedding government. Why did the king, so you know the story and the illustration, it was a parable. God was shown, and he was telling to the disciples and uh, the king he has went out and uh, so there was a uh, and uh, he prepared a wedding and he invited the guest and uh, first time he was sent nobody has come second time he was sent and the same people they did not come and he sent and uh, called everyone those who are in the street so all of them they came and uh, the wedding government. So one person also. The last, those who are brought them from the street also came. It was said by the master, and he came. The king, and he wanted to visit and see, and there he found one person without the wedding garment. So the wedding garments here. Let me read it uh, uh, just for my understanding. Or. Uh, Completion of this message But when the king came to see the guest He saw a man there Who did not have a wedding garment So he said to him Friend How did you come here in, Here without a wedding garment And he was Speechless He could not speak anything That is his problem Then the king said to his servants Bind him hand and foot And take him away and cast him into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and snatching of teeth. So the wedding garment represents here the righteousness of Christ. So rejoicing the garment represents the rejection of the character, of the quality of men who became children of God. Humans have nothing to proper of their own well For all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. Isaiah 64.6 They are acceptable in the presence of the holy God only when they accept the perfect righteousness of Jesus Christ. The man without wedding garment represents those Christians who feel no need of a conversion character. This guest was interested only in eating of the king's table but he did not appreciate God's gift of salvation. That was offered freely to him and the grace of God that leads to transformation and change of the character. And he had declined that only thing that qualified him to sit at the king's table and enjoy the wedding celebration. So here The problem for him was he was speechless. He should have given the reason. He should have been accepted. And uh, here all of us, we know that the church is the bridegroom. And the bride is going to come to take us. And there is a wedding feast. To that, do we ready or wear the wedding garments? If we are not wearing that particular wedding garments, we will not be qualified to enter into or join in the wedding feast of the Lord which is going to or which is prepared for us at the end of the days of our life. So here let me read it to remind you the garments. First, the one dress that represents the self-righteousness. Secondly, the government of deception. Thirdly, the tunic of many colors, that is, richly ornamental robe, and it is a double way of, sorry, and uh, it is a riches, richness. And thirdly, the government of conviction. And uh, th- fourthly, fifthly, the filthy garments. Sixthly, the government of forgiveness. Seventhly, the government of wedding garment. And uh, the title was, What Garment Are You Wearing? I leave it with you. God bless you.
1: Today's message, the question is, What garment are you wearing? I want to ask you that question again. What type of garment are you wearing? Is it garment of love or deception? Is it that of unity or disunity? Is it the one that convicts positively or negatively? Are you wearing garment that qualify you to stand before God without blemish? Do you have that forgiving spirit? Brethren, like Pastor mentioned in that book of Isaiah 64, verses, our righteousness acts like filth rags. Let us be on our feet. I want you to talk to God. Lord, every garment that I'm wearing, that will not allow the garment of wedding, that will take me to you. Father, let the fire of heaven remove them in my life. You know the type of garment that you are wearing, that may not allow you to stand before God, that on that day, on that beautiful day, that we not allow the wedding garment to be on you. Talk to God that, Lord, at this point, enough is enough. Let your Holy Spirit cast them away from me in the mighty name of Jesus. As you open your mouth and pray, the Lord Almighty will remove every filthy garment in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that every garment that will not glorify God in your life, every garment that people will see and begin to question the type of religious or the type of belief you have, that God Almighty shall remove them in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray the garment of love, the garment of unity, the garment of forgiveness that god almighty shall wear it upon you in the mighty name of jesus everything that you do the right garment that will glorify god in your life god almighty shall put it over you in the mighty name of jesus the spirit of god shall continue to dwell in your life shall continue to reside you in the mighty name of jesus Thank you, Almighty God. We thank you, Lord, because every fruit garment they are removed in our life in Jesus' name. And let your Holy Spirit continue to reside in us so that we will not put them back on in the mighty name of Jesus. We want to bless your servant that you have used for us this day. More anointing in the mighty name of Jesus. We want to hear more from him. Empower him, endow him with your Holy Spirit more and more in the mighty name of Jesus. Bless him, bless the work of his hand. Bless Sister, bless everything that connected to him, including the church of God, and you and me in the mighty name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name, Lord. As we go for Another week, Father, we pray that your presence shall go with us in the mighty name of Jesus. In this week, whatever we lay our hand upon, it shall be blessed in Jesus' name. Whatever we decree, it shall be established in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. For the rest of the week, our program is in your hand. Take full control in Jesus' name and let your name be glorified. As we go to our different home, the God Almighty shall go with you in Jesus' name. You shall testify to the glory of God in the mighty name of Jesus. I cover you with the blood of Jesus. And the blood of Jesus shall shed you from all evils in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Almighty God. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Shall we share the grace together in fellowship? May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen.